Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nerve Ape podcast. Uh, we are doing this is the story series of the Nerve Ape podcast, where we're reading stories from the Nerve Ape saga, which is a multi-chapter, multi-story uh, uh, narrative uh, with uh, apes who are trying to reach the mysterious third continent. We are we last uh, left off at story number three called Zapped and uh Cookie, uh, Dev, and uh, Cookie's dog Chip have all been zapped by a mysterious stranger with a face shield on his mat, uh, face shield for on his head, uh, who whose name is Kraft. Uh, we're gonna learn more about Kraft in this story, uh, and I'm today I'm so happy to be joined by uh, the writers Nerd Ape and Pio. Would the both of you like to say hello? Hello, I'm Nerd Ape. I'm a co-writer. Nerve Saga. Hi, everyone. My name is Pio. Likewise, I am also the co-writer of the Nerve Ape Saga. Awesome. Great. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the first, the log line, friend or foe. Uh, story number four. Captured by the mechanic on a self-driving van, Dev, Cookie, and Chip learned they are part of his unexpected plan. And we have emoji of orangutan, a bus or car vehicle and then an emoji of a mushroom Ooh, what's that all about so let's go ahead and read story number four friend or foe my name is Kraft. we are going to the chocolate banana factory the figure loomed over them his face covered by a face shield just then they were went over a bump and dev and cookie bounced up nearly hitting each other's heads ah what on earth is going on and who are you Dev demanded. He heard the electrical motors humming. Dev squinted his eyes and looked around. They were held in restraints on the bed of a large mecha van, quickly making its way through the banana plantation. There's no time for questions. The figure spoke calmly and turned around to tinkle with a drone. Cookie looked to the front for the driver of the truck and saw no one. Ahead, a harvester robot stood in their direct path. They were getting closer and closer. It was about to hit them. Cookie gasped and held Chip tightly, closing his eyes. Dev braced himself for impact. Just when they thought they were about to crash, the van made a sharp turn on its own, missing the robot by an inch. Kraft appeared amused, a faint smirk on his face. My B-van requires no driver. Let us go, you creep. At least tell us why you're taking us to the factory, Dev demanded. Kraft continued to, ins continued to inspect and tend to his drones, ignoring Dev. Cookie nudged Dev to point at a flyer on Kraft's work desk. On the flyer were the words, wanted, escaped criminal apes with one dog, wanted for factory eight, misconduct, hefty reward. Dev, Cookie, and Chip's factory ID photos were printed on the poster. Dev cursed. Cookie shushed him quickly. Cookie cleared his throat. <clears throat> Mr. Kraft, I apologize for my friend's remarks. He did not mean to insult you. We come in peace, despite what you may have seen on the flyer. We are good-natured apes, one with a dream. And by that, I mean a real dream, a destination. So it isn't really an escape, but a journey, one filled with hope and friendship. You seem like a reasonable man of craft and intelligence and intellect. Perhaps you would like to join us. Have you heard of the third continent, Mr. Kraft? Dev nearly choked on his spit. What was Cookie doing? Kraft paused his activities and turned around. The dream, a dragon, the monolith, Kraft murmured as if to himself. You've seen the dream too? Dev interjected. 
We're headed to the third continent. You must come with us, Mr. Kraft. You could really use your, we could really use your help, but we have to turn this car around. The desert is westwards. Cookie's eyes grew wide and sparkly. There's nothing in the desert, Kraft replied. That dream took place there, Def, Dev inquired. My drones have searched across all of our deserts. The third continent is not in this world. What? Cookie was flabbergasted. This is the only world there is, Dev stated. I saw her, Dev uh, Kraft said abruptly. Who? Cookie asked, excited. The girl who stole our snacks. She stole from our locations all the time. At the time, I investigated, Kraft replied. Dev and Cookie looked at each other. Dev finally noticed the familiar factory insignia on the pin Kraft wore. So you're a factory mechanic. Neato, Cookie chimed in. Dev gave Cookie a side eye, but Kraft had a pleased smirk again. My drones almost caught her, but she opened the a portal and got away. Caught a glimpse of the chocolate bananas where she was headed. A portal? Nonsense, Dev rolled his eyes. I've never known anyone that could open a portal. If she could use it to travel between spaces, it definitely makes sense that she's from another world, mused Cookie. Outside of this world, there must exist technologies and gadgets far greater than anything we can imagine. In the third continent, I'll build even more advanced, complex machines. Kraft's steely eyes softened slightly as he said this, a statement from within. And I'll be able to provide a better future for my family, Cookie smiled. Is all of your family in Factory 8? asked Dev. No, they're all scattered in other factories, even my little siblings. They're just kids. Every day is the same old grind for them, said Cookie. Working nonstop with no time to live or dream, finished Dev. Yes, this is all there is to it. I've wondered for the longest time. I want to save them and provide a better future for them. There was a silent moment as the three continued to be rocked slightly by the van. Dev looked at his hands, recalling the inexplicable sensation of fulfillment. He looked at Kraft, determined. I know my way around Factory 8 inside and out, all the hidden pathways, escape routes, surveillance areas, and control room. That's how I got out. Do you really think you can get around that place without knowing this? Kraft fell silent for a moment. After some time, he turned his back on Dev and Cookie. Okay, we will work together. Dev held out his arms, expecting Kraft to release him. Kraft shook his head. I will come back for you. What? But first, I must have you both captured. Kraft replied. Dev and Cookie could now see the chocolate banana factory just a few miles ahead, quickly approaching. Dev felt alarmed. No, not this place again. After all he did to get away. This is insane. Let me go. Dev, no. Cookie called out. Dev lashed out with all his might, breaking free from his leg restraints. He charged towards Kraft in a wild frenzy, but tumbled as he stepped on the drone on the floor that Kraft was fixing. He did a barrel roll and nearly fell off the bed of the truck. Kraft looked somber for a brief second, but quickly picked up his controller. His other drone promptly zapped the dev, cookie, and chip yet again. The three felt unconscious. Waking up, uh, waking up, still feeling small pulses of electricity yet again, this time with a wet sensation on the face and a hot, bad smell. The interrogator's dog dribbled on Dev's cheek, leaving large globs of mucus-like saliva. Dev jolted up and picked up, pushed the creature away. Ew, hot drool. 
Cookie and Chip awoke at the same time from the warrior's growl that shook the cell. Wake up, wake up. The warrior ape's large and stumpy hands smacked Cookie and Chip in the face repeatedly. The three awoke to find themselves in a large, cold, gray cell in Factory 8. Kraft was nowhere to be seen. They were in restraints yet again, and now a gargantuan warrior ape wearing a scouter towered nearby. In front of them, a short and stern-looking ape with a helmet and a badge crossed and a badge crossed his arms, while his similarly helmet-wearing dog sat beside him, panting. He marched towards Dev and Cookie as his dog followed. Tell me, was it you, numb, you numb-knuckle apes, that caused the explosion? The ape demanded. A brief pause. No, Dev answered. The dog studied Dev, then barked. Lies. The warrior, the warrior, warrior's giant hand clutched Dev by the nape to lift him up in a single swoop. He tightened his grip, and Dev could barely breathe. Okay, okay, yes, it was me, he sputtered. The interrogator glanced at the dog, who remained silent. The warrior let go of Dev, who landed on the ground, coughing. The interrogator ape locked eyes with Cookie. Were you an accomplice? No, Cookie answered. The dog let out a sharp huff through its snout, but did not bark. Why then did you run away? Cookie was silent. I wanted to take my dog for a walk. The interrogator's dog's ears perked up and its tail momentarily wagged at the last word, but stopped as soon as his owner threw down a death stare. The dog immediately reverted back into work mode and barked loudly. Without missing a beat, the warrior punched a hole in the wall next to Cookie. Wah! No violence, please! Okay, I had a dream! Cookie star started awkwardly. This isn't time for a speech. Answer my question. The interrogator ape was inches away from Cookie's face, spitting in rage. Chip barked at the ape, and the warrior leaned back, ready to slug the Sheba into oblivion. Don't hurt him. He's just hungry. He hasn't eaten in so long. Here, will you please give him the mushroom in my pocket? Cookie pleaded. The interrogator la ape laughed in a deep belly, a deep belly laugh, and walked over to Cookie, reaching into his pocket and grabbing the mushroom with his hands. <laughs> you think you're in a place to ask favors? He snarled and handed the mushroom to the warrior. The warrior put the mushroom up to his no face and sniffed and sniffed. Suddenly, the most entranced expression filled the warrior's face. Seeing this, the interrogator marched over and also took a whiff. Heavenly smell, like the ripest strawberry and, and cinnamon bun dancing on a cloud of cotton candy. The dog also inhaled deeply, drooling and taking in as much of the delicious scent as it could. All three of them crowded near the mushroom like bees to a flower. No, wait, Cookie called out, but it was too late. The three of them bit into the mushroom with great vigor and swallowed it. As soon as they tore into the flesh of the sweet-smelling mushroom, they realized something was amiss. The interrogator grimaced. The warrior's gargantuan body froze up. The dog gagged. A bitter, paralyzing liquid filled their mouths and down their throats, quickly spreading through their limbs. The interrogator tried to yell for his dog and the, the warrior to attack uh, Dev and Cookie, but he could not do so. The Palpupu mushroom turned their body into jello, and the interrogator, his dog, and the warrior all tumbled to the ground, paralyzed. I was going to say, there's a right way to eat these. Cookie shrugged as he looked on at the immobilized, twitching interrogator ape, now lying next to Chip. Chip, get those keys, please. Cookie called out cheerfully, and Chip grabbed the keys from the paralyzed warrior with his jaws and unlocked Cookie's restraints from nearby. Very good, Chip. Cookie took the key from Chip and freed Dev. 
Oh, that was insane. What was that thing? Asked Dev. The palpapoof mushroom is found growing in deep forests with minimal sunlight. The mushroom emits a tantalizing sweet smell, but it unleashes an unbelievably bitter taste and paralyzing spores if it's not eaten correctly. The correct way to eat it is quite simple. Backwards or star stem first, Cookie explained proudly. All right, so this freaky poison mushroom has saved us, but who knows when the others will show up. Let's get out of this factory and fast, Dev started, started towards the stairs. Cookie grabbed his wrist. No, Dev, we should look for Kraft. He's going to come back for us, remember? We have to find the girl with him. Do you really believe that guy? He is probably just lying. He captured us and zapped us, not once, but twice. How naive can you be? This is our only chance to leave and you want to stay? Kraft saw the dream too, Dev. We're all on this journey together. He's our friend and he's going to return for us. We have to find him. No, we got caught with this guy and look what happened. Back at the very place I nearly died trying to get out of. I know now I can only trust myself. I'm getting out of here and finding the third continent. And if I have to do it alone, so be it. Dev grabbed the warrior scouter and his laptop and pushed Cookie aside. He started quickly up the stairs, not turning back. The two apes that once joined together for the same dream separated abruptly as their desires divulged. Okay, end. So that's the ending of story number four, friend or foe. Uh, for this story, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like, uh, so before you know, for our for our listeners who who didn't hear our last episode, and if you haven't, we really recommend that you do. Please listen to uh, story three, uh, our, our story three podcast, which was zapped. Um, that will give you some context for this story. Uh, but for those of you who are just joining us, uh, can you please introduce yourselves again and just a little bit about your uh your involvement with uh, NerdApe, the project. Oh, so hi, I'm NerdApe. Uh, I'm a co-writer of the NerdApe saga. Cool, I'm Pio. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Pio and I am also the co-writer of the NerdApe saga. Right, great. And then in the last episode, we caught a glimpse of Kraft. And for this one, we get a look into who he is. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like this character, Kraft? Like, you know, who is Kraft? Like, he's a mechanic? Or what's a mechanic? And what do mechanics do in this world? Yeah, I'm curious to know about that. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, maybe, P.O., you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess we were kind of thinking, I think actually, yeah, Nordby, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this was also one of the characters that um, we initially had proposed by Echo and the team. Um, and yeah. we were also thinking of um, putting it in a mechanic. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I think, uh, yeah, that's one of the character proposed by the team. Um, and then so this character, he's supposed to be someone that could fix things, but then he can also create. So so basically he's like a he's like an engineer in the uh, in Nerve world. Right. And and if I uh, I I know um Echo is telling me how it, some of these characters are based off of real people. Is that something you want to mention or is that kind of a secret? <laughs> I mean, we don't have to say the person's name, but like is it true that some of these characters have like real life inspirations? Uh, I think, 
yes and no. So so basically, um, first of all, we created a character. We I mean, based on what makes sense for the character and what makes sense for the story. Uh, but on the other hand, I think um, each of the each of the team member um, kind of like there's like one ape that they like kind of like identify with. <laughs> so this character is basically kind of reflect the personality of one of our team member who's like really good at their craft, but then like, I mean, they don't really speak much. I mean, they just like really focus on their craft and improving their craft. Ah, uh, interesting. Maybe so maybe more of an introverted person might might really connect with this character craft, I guess, or find find like yeah. a strong connection. Yeah. With this yeah. Yeah. But but also when we're creating this character, we are also hoping that like each of these Abe, each of these character can be relatable to I mean not of course not just our team member but to our readers that they can find someone there in the nervous saga that they can really connect mm, got it so for like uh, some so going back to like um like in in my in the last podcast we talked about imagery so we have some really cool uh, imagery here we have like this b van uh, like so like this automated car like I, i'm very curious like the b vans the b boats like uh, who comes up with these like these cool technologies of this world is that something that you you both come up with or is that something with the team uh, i'm just curious about that yeah um so at that time uh we're just like crying trying to like create really cool props <laughs> in in the stories and obviously everything about this um chocolate I mean banana factory world is banana <laughs> so basically everything is inspired by banana mm. and so it has like a banana-ish design it has to do with banana um but also um specifically with the this van like when I was like imagining the factory world I was imagining like the technology level is really not like present day so I imagine something that's like probably in the 80s. Um, and then also one of the inspiration for the for the B van is um well this is when Dragon Balls will will come in is um is the Red Ribbon Army. I, I don't know if you read it like in the earlier volume of Dragon Ball. So they have this like um enemy and then like I, I was imagining like their design is something that's kind of that could be kind of similar to what we have in the factory world Redbird, isn't that like it's almost like the the nazis kind of <laughs> is, is that uh i i don't know if they're nazi or not but... Arman. yeah yeah i mean yeah i was imagining the technology level and like the design the look of it is something that this kind of like inspired by it oh sorry now that's another um there's like another character that's kind of like a nazi but that's like the early early dragon ball um but yeah okay now i don't know about the dra uh, no, dragon no, we have one. to go back and, <laughs> and yeah <laughs> have to get rid of that like there's a character in like here I'm, I'm on the dragon ball wiki there's like the dictator character which is obviously like you know you know hitler right so anyways 
that's interesting how um anyway sorry i'm digress uh, <laughs> for the uh the characters like uh so we talked about cookie's family in the last episode a bit and uh in story three episode and uh you know like is there something that you the both of you are trying to say about like work culture like child labor like he's complaining about like man you know my even my my siblings who are just kids have to work like I, I'm very, I'm kind of curious when because when I first read that it made me think about like yeah those things like like you know toxic work culture I know like in China there's like something called like jojo jojo liu yeah it's like you have to work or uh, you have to work at least nine hours a day six or like was it seven days a week or something like that basically oh nine to nine six days a week is, is what it means like nine to nine six days a week so like I, I mean are you and then like they're kids that have to work so is that something that you both are trying to talk about is that something you discussed in the brainstorming part of the story um I'm curious to hear about that yeah we we didn't go that deep into like specifically thinking about oh this is about child labor this is specific about work culture but um so basically cooking and dab and like basically all these nerve apes in different world there's gotta be a reason for them to seek a better life so for them like in this factory what the problem is that yes they're overworked and then they don't really get fair compensation for their work mm. and that's essentially why they want to seek a better life it's like it's like people in real life like for web3 that could be an escape that could be a seek of a different life i mean that's like they're not content about their present life and they they want to see something better and for the factory world is just something it's just somewhere that like basically yes you're overworked and you don't get fair compensation how do you fix that problem like if mm. you can fix it here then you 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 have to step out of your comfort zone you have to go somewhere else you have to look for new things you have to build that thing mm, okay gotcha and, yeah. And this, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. I was gonna say. You know. Without kind of. We. I don't think we really specifically. You know. Sought out to like. You know. Make a statement about child labor or overwork. But I think. You know. You're right in that these are themes that are do exist. You know. In our real world too. And you know that some people like. You know. Have their own sentiments towards. Uh, you know, work culture or overwork or have even experienced um, those types of situations themselves. And so we find that to be something kind of relatable that, you know, people can feel and, you know, existing in, in this, uh, this society that we also kind of wanted to reflect. And I think, you know, the factory overall sort of represents this world that's structured in a way where, you know, workers, you know, don't really like as a result of the work that they have to do and and like how it's structured, they don't really have the time or energy later on to sort of pursue their true hopes and dreams too, or have the resources to do so. So it's like this feeling of kind of being stuck, of being, you know, kind of not, not able to reach your true potential and, you know, kind of uh, manifest your dreams is, is the kind of feeling that we wanted to convey. Mm. Right. Like this, this, uh, the fact uh, the the whole the stories in this section of the nerve rape saga is uh, under the umbrella of uh, 
factories of broken dreams. So yeah, yeah, I guess that that kind of says it, right? Like it feels like the, the, these factories and this this uh, are kind of like stepping on the dreams of their workers. So um, yeah, okay. So let's move on to. I'm curious about like um, if if I had this question for both of you, like. And I asked Echo this too, like if you were deaf, right? And you're like, oh, you did this major screw up at the factory. Would you like, okay, you're going to leave everything and just escape? Like, I, I'd be curious to hear both of your thoughts on like, if you were deaf, would you choose to escape or would you stay and try to face the consequences? Because, you know, stepping out and like leaving this life that you've known your whole life, it's pretty scary, right? At the same time, so is facing, you know, maybe the paying, paying these really, really hefty fines, uh, or maybe even get fired or worse um, as deaf after this big screw up. So I'm kind of curious to hear both of you. If you were deaf, would you run away and escape, or would you try to stay and face the face the uh, the fire? I guess. For me, I would definitely escape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because um, this is factory. Yeah, that's all he know um so he's like he, he grew up he was born and raised there um that's like the world that he knew but that like deep down it's also like I mean not that but for me I, I think it's just it's just like okay if I don't go like what is there for me <laughs> mm. there's like really it just doesn't really seem like there's like really much that I have um so if you really, really compare it, like just kind of weigh it, it just doesn't look like there's really any other choice. Gotcha. And then Pio? Yeah, I think for me too, I would, it, it might, I don't know if it'll play out exactly in the way it did for Dev. It may be kind of like, like a, you know, multi-part process where I kind of look seem as though I am like accepting it but then actually plan for my escape and oh. you know, have that going on <laughs> um yeah it, it's it'll be interesting but yeah I think uh I don't know how good I would be at navigating the b-boat and you know <laughs> going up against the race with cookie but that mm. you know that I, I really we really liked writing that scene too so uh that would be fun to participate yeah. in <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if I have the scale of, um, you know, escaping the factory. Like, I, how do I break into the code? But, but then, like, maybe I, I should just like bring someone else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's even though he did escape, like escape, escape, he did have some issues with that B boat. It sounds like the B boat's not that easy to drive. It sounds like <laughs> he's like pressing the music button. Um, Cool. And uh, I think we're, we're going to have to, uh, for time's sake, we're going to skip some of these. Uh, I had some other questions, but I, I want to get to like some uh, the important stuff, like the dog is a lie detector test. Like where, where did this idea come from? I really like this idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm just trying to think, like remember how it was, but I think I just, I think I wanted to use a dog and in some ways, I like I think we were thinking of it as sort of a like a a, a contrast with um, Chip too, which is like the other dog <laughs> um, uh. that that uh, Cookie has. That's kind of like his companion, like a good dog 
bad dog. But then I feel like even the bad dogs, maybe this is also like my personal sort of affinity and affection towards animals like coming out. But it's like, I feel like even the bad dogs, they're good dogs too <laughs> in some way, or I wanted it to be that way. Um, so we were kind of talking about like, oh, and uh, like, I kind of thought, oh, you know, it, it would be kind of funny if like the dog, like it just can't help it, you know, like <laughs> it's like, it's like has the like it's a dog and it's just gonna wag its tail if it's if it's happy about something um the way we see dogs are in like real life and it'd be funny if it's like it's kind of like giving away you know <laughs> the 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 real or truth like the truth or lie and having that be part of this like interrogation scene i thought it would be kind of funny Mm, yeah, when you mentioned it's like taking a walk, right? The dog yeah. starts like, oh, well, I want to go for a walk too. <laughs> yeah, it's like his ears perking up. <laughs> and then for like the 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 mushroom, like it, it seems like, a, now that I think about it, it's kind of, it's a very, very um, strange rule <laughs> to, to eat a mushroom backwards. I, it's hilarious, but it's like very strange. I like, where did that come from? Yeah. the pao poo poo mushroom i think we were just kind of thinking about like um yeah like a like it's just sort of a sort of an interesting gimmick that people that people wouldn't normally think of but it, it i think it also ties in with um like uh, kind of finding out more about uh about cookie here and how he's actually quite knowledgeable about this pao mushroom <laughs> too oh okay um and uh you know then this kind of shows uh so originally you know this is like his it was growing around his grandparents like house like in in their backyard or something and then uh so he he kind of grew up with that and like knows that from his like close ties with his family mm. and so and uh it kind of shows like his sort of zany quirky nature and like how he might be sort of like a nerd about some things too in a way that's sort of unexpected and um so yeah we kind of had wanted to have this uh kind of funky element um maybe in some in some ways like not in some ways kind of one piece inspired too like <laughs> like you know eating something that that does something you know oh like a devil kind of fruit wacky. or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i think some of that was also maybe in the back of our minds And, and he keeps it in his okay sorry this is this is my writer side coming out he keeps it in his pockets like <laughs> he has pockets like uh how does that work like do the nerve apes have pockets i i sorry i i, I like these little details I, i always like pick at with like stories <laughs> Um, I don't know how exactly he is designed, but in my head, I always thought of Cookie wearing overalls with pockets. Ah, Nerd Ape, is that is that your vision too, or um, or yes, <laughs> but but also I I think there's just a lot about Cookie that 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 we don't know yet. Got it. Um. Yeah, you have to keep reading. <laughs> Got it. Okay, okay. So uh, I'm gonna try to wrap this up in like three minutes or so. So, uh, in your own words, like we we know we so so far we we learned, learned a little bit about craft, but uh, we've we've spent the most time so far with Dev and Cookie. So who who what would you say are like 
the main differences between Dev and Cookie, we see a major split at the end of this story. Like, are there any themes that you're trying to express with like the difference of these personalities? Like one's a realist and one's like a dreamer, or I'm I'm kind of curious to hear about your thoughts about the, the tension between these two characters, you know? Yeah, like, like you said, um, Deb is definitely like, he's goal-oriented. He does care about other people. He cares about his friends. But on the other hand, he's, he's more self-centered. But Cookie, he's like on the other end of the spectrum. He's like, he cares deeply about his friend. He's really loyal while he's a rookie, but then he's just one of those people that wouldn't let people behind like he he's just he take care of his friends uh, like even it's like he's not as skilled as that like dad is like really he's a really good programmer he's a good developer cookie on the other hand he's just a rookie he doesn't really have like a specialty but for him his personality is just like really different from dad and also dad is like kind of he could be like skeptic of things and he's not really optimistic he doesn't really trust people so i guess trust is also one of the underlying theme here um mm. like cookie trusts people he trusts crap but dev is like okay this guy kidnapped us <laughs> why should we why should we trust this guy right and, yeah cool uh so for the both of you what are some um what is something that you hope the audiences, uh, readers get from reading the Nerve Ape Saga? Being the writers, I know writers have, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they some writers say, okay, you know, it's up to your interpretation. We hope whatever you get, like, that's what you get. Whereas, you know, maybe, maybe you have like something that you hope that readers can take away something from the story. Uh, you mentioned bravery and courage earlier. Um, in your own words, what's something that you hope readers uh, can gain from the story, the Nerve Rip Saga? I, for me, I just hope that this could be a fun ride for the reader, um, that this is like something fun, entertaining, but in the meantime, I hope that they can like really relate to some of these characters. Like for example, like Cookie, okay, he doesn't really, he's like not really like specifically good at anything, but then he, sometimes he could be a leader, he cares about his friend and he really kind of like is one of the characters that drive the story forward. So there's like, and sometimes like even if you're like self-centered like if you're like that but then there's like always something good about you and and then of course I like hope and bravery that's like something that I hope the readers can get that's like something that can you know really guide people um I mean it's just like not only in the story but in real life I think those are two very important elements in our life mm. and then Pio all your thoughts yeah for me I really hope um you know people also just have a great time um reading and getting to know these characters and kind of joining them on this very wacky zany like unpredictable adventure that's really going to take them through these different types of worlds um through different dimensions to like all these like really unexplored uncharted territory and, you know, that's not going to be an easy task to do. And um, 
um, also kind of like what uh, uh, Nerd Ape said as well is like, I, you know, I, I hope that um, readers can kind of uh, find their favorite character too and favorite mm. ape that they can uh, really kind of see themselves and relate uh, with because um, I think we kind of made that uh, we we have that in mind too to like have these very distinct personalities and characters where everyone kind of has their own quirks but also like has their own very clear like strengths and weaknesses too but you know kind of working together um, uh, with each other um, and without each other um, this is kind of where like their true personality shines and really helps um, you know push the stories along and uh, that's that's like a part of the big um, kind of themes of you know friendship and also kind of trusting and also like self-discovery as well as um you know kind of reflecting on like what what one's like own desires or what's what their own dreams and hopes are and like you know how can we best express that um in our life and in this world is like some of the themes that we were thinking about so we hope that readers will uh ponder this as well as they uh go along with the apes in this saga Awesome. Yeah, I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Yes. Follow your dreams, kids. Follow your, <laughs> find your friends. Follow your dreams. <laughs> and um, thank you so much, Nerdate and Pio. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time for this. Uh, and uh, yeah, without further ado, this is the end of story four. And then come, we'll be coming back with story uh, readings of story five and story uh, six and the rest of the Nerdate saga coming in the near future. So thank you again. And um, all right. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hope uh, you guys keep reading and enjoying this awesome story. Thank you. And Nerdy? Yep, same same here. <laughs> I hope that, yeah, I hope that this is entertaining for readers. And uh, yeah, hope that you keep reading and then find more surprises. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.